Bet the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here, and there is no college sports right now well, that we care about. Baseball. Okay. College yeah. baseball is fun. It is. But, I haven't paid attention, but but it's I just don't know enough to have an educated guess. I do know that me and you have a two hundred to one future on Coastal Carolina to win the College World Series, but that is as far into college baseball that I am in. And I know we're in Central Ohio, and we just talked about college baseball. I just want to say. We are in the clear. We had nothing to do with the Alabama scandal. There's one in Iowa and Iowa State now, too. Yeah. <laughs> it just worries me that, like, all this is happening, and then somebody's just going to be like, you know what? Shut it down. And then we're going to be back to the dark days. What? Of not being able to bet on college Oh, sports. yeah. I mean, that unfortunately I, could be the case. I just think that, like, the problem is, is this is starting to become such a new thing. Like we saw it with, I don't know if we talked about it on the episode, but talking about the Lions with what happened there. I think it's just people don't fully understand that, like, what they can and can't do. But it's- also the scandals in the college, like the college baseball one, I, I've been trying to read up on it. I'm not sure if there's anything that truly implicates the coach that got fired but i i mean the iowa one from it doesn't look good i don't think it's like a point shaving scheme or anything like that i haven't fully read up on it but just i'm i always worry that like it only takes like a couple bad decisions for people just be like you know what we're taking it away i feel i i do feel like college baseball though seems it seems in quotations easier to get away with because it's not as highly bet on like that Alabama LSU game Fandle took one bet and that was the bet that got the coach busted Mm -hmm. and it was a six-figure bet which is weird that they didn't have a cap on that yeah I was I was reading on what the commission said like this isn't like this isn't a college baseball during the regular season doesn't see big money it's more when they get into the world series and stuff like that that you see more money in coming in but for something to put a wager that just gets flagged like man just the coach did bench like his best players too okay then i i mean i i want to comment on what really happened i don't really know what happened just just want to say we had nothing to do with it we did not it was wild to me though that only one person bet on that yeah, like step it up, degenerates! Like, what is this? Like, it's I mean, still a I college guess they're all event. betting on MLB. I've been betting, betting the hell out of the uh, NBA playoffs. Couple parlays here and there hitting, but yeah, it's, it's really downtime. Like, where I'm betting EPL right now. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I have no. It, I have not been English Premier Soccer. Okay, I know. Is I, that like a good league? It's the best. Okay, so I'm gonna sound like an idiot. I just don't pay attention to soccer. Like, what's it's not the World Cup? Don't talk to me. I don't know. Yeah, that's just my my cup of tea. I know it just helps that I actually played soccer, so yeah. I already had an invested love in. No, it. obviously people like it. There's a ton of people that are like super invested in soccer. I mean, it's the most popular sport in the world. I literally game that had no in no rooting interest. Just threw some money on somebody just to feel something. Just to feel a little bit. But we still have a little bit to talk about here. Probably, I think today is basically going to be a wrap for college basketball. 
the last three transfers that really mattered, and in my opinion, were the top three transfers in all of the portal, have made decisions. One, unfortunately, will not be playing college basketball next year. But there is one little thing I want to talk about real quick. So, um, the Field of 68, which is a an awesome, awesome company who just, they cover all of college basketball, the length, they have podcasts every night during the season. Um, they have, today, there was an announcement that they have an invitational coming up, and it's going to be a three-year, it's going to be a three-year gig. It's a three-year deal. And what it is, is, it's going to be UA, not UAB, FAU, Liberty, and College of Charleston. And they are going to go to, in the next three years, this first this first one's in Boca Raton, so FAU's home court, mm-hmm. and they're all going to play each other. Just oh, wow. so, so two games. And I think something like that is awesome that a mid-major programs are kind of stepping up and being like, look, we need, in a world – in a college basketball world where the net is basically everything, we need as good amount of wins as possible. And getting to play against some of the best programs in the mid-major world going head-to-head, it's only going to help all of their resumes. Now, some team might go 0-2, but you at least have a fighting chance. Yeah, I mean, like, I know Liberty didn't make it into the big dance, but also made a very deep run into the – wait, which one were they in? Were they in the NIT? Oh uh, yes, NIT. They did they beat was no did they lose in Wisconsin? I I thought they made it to the final four of the NIT. I can't fully. But Wisconsin, Wisconsin, or did they lose to North Texas? I don't remember. I can't fully remember, but they made a deep run. Everybody loved Charleston, and FAU made it was. I mean, a last second shot away from being in the national championship. I mean, and, Charleston lost to the team that went to the national championship. Exactly. So, like, this, I mean, I had no idea about that until you told me. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be great. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, when... Like, teams, mid-major teams that ended the season with some hype. Because, like, Charleston, everybody knew about them because of their record. FAU, the same thing. Everybody knew Liberty was a force. And, I mean, it's just so great to see that. Yeah, and I hope more mid-major programs kind of get together and kind of do something like that and try to help boost their resumes a little bit. For Liberty, like, Charleston's going to be good next year. Pat Kelsey's an amazing coach. It doesn't matter who's on the roster. They're good. FAU is obviously returning everybody. Liberty's going to – it could be a little shaky. This is now post-Darius McGee, Liberty – who's been there for five years and has been the, the best player probably for the last four. So, but they are liberties. I think I've read something. They've lost 37 games in five years, which for a mid-major program is kind of insane mm-hmm. who plays a tough non-conference. But if I'm glad that some ADs and I listened to the podcast about it and the AD for college of Charleston was saying like, look, if we're going to be basically, where we have to win our conference tournament, we have to do whatever we can to boost our resume before we enter conference the conference play and to give us somewhat of a shot at being at large. Because I think he knows, and I'm glad we didn't have to have this conversation because Charleston ended up winning the CAA, but if they didn't win the CAA, it was going to be a hot topic. And to be honest, I don't think they got in, and I think he kind of knew that. So doing things like this is cool, and I kind of hope they – 
that more programs go out there and do that because the difference between the best team in the CAA and the seventh team in the Big Ten is not nearly as big as what the casual college basketball fan really thinks, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. But the three biggest transfers have found a new home. Let's get Taryn Armstrong out of the way, the Cal Baptist point guard who I've called the Josh Giddy of the WAC. He is. He is, though. He's very skilled. He's going to be an NBA player. Unfortunately, is not going to be in college. He has signed a contract with some team in Australia. It is not the New Zealand Breakers, the only team in the Australian league that I know. Yeah. But, no, they are, he is not there. He is in – I can't remember the team's name, but he will not be in college anymore, which kind of sucks because he was a really fun player to watch. But the biggest – and, in my opinion, the biggest transfer in college basketball history – Hunter Dickinson has announced he is transferring to the University of Kansas, and Bill Self has gotten another giant transfer and a stereotypical big man for him that's probably going to put up monster freaking numbers. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how his mindset is when he gets to Kansas because I don't know how Bill Self is going to like take take to him trying to be the villain that he was last year like i don't know if that jives much with what bill self thinks but as far as some of the best bill self teams have been centered around having a very good big yeah like well they won the championship in 2022 like i know obaji won um mop but like david mccormick was probably the best player mm-hmm. in the championship game he wasn't in the final four which probably cost him that but any big man that's been to Kansas is just thrived. Yeah, and he's going to Bartorvik has him like his projection about like uh, eighteen and eight. I think he can get to twenty, and with uh, that's like a drop from what his production was yeah. at Michigan, right? Yeah, so a little bit. But um, he still has Dewan Harris, which we haven't seen him last year. He did not have a true point guard, and Dewan Harris can get anybody open, and he's a terrific passer. I think Hunter's going to dominate. Um, that can make KJ Adams play the four instead of playing him at the five. And he's he's really he's only like six 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 seven. I don't know why he, uh, they didn't really have a choice. So he had to play the five last year. So I mean, to me, in my opinion, Kansas is going to be the clear number one favorite to start the season. It's probably not even close anymore that Dickinson is there. And I mean, Kansas is Kansas, is Kansas. They're they're loaded. It's going to be like a Dewan Harris, Hunter Dickinson. Nicholas Timberlake is also there from Towson, but he's more of just like a standstill, like knockdown shooter. Um, and he's probably not done in the portal either, to be honest with you. Just, I just wanted to look, because you brought up championship odds. Um, their odds haven't dropped significantly. They're still at plus 13 to win it all. Is like, it Duke still won? Duke won. That's the name. Kentucky, Kansas tied at plus 13. UConn at plus 14. It's 14-1? Yes, just saying. I do like that. Um, I will say, you know, a couple podcasts ago, I was talking about Filipowski being the preseason uh, player of the year. Yeah. It's definitely Hunter Dickinson now. Yeah, hard to argue that. It will 1,000% be. I still think Filipowski is probably going to be a first-team All-American, but Dickinson is. I mean, I mean, how can you argue with that? He's the most accomplished transfer like we've ever seen. And there's a report that his um, 
he's on an NIL deal. It's worth $6 million, but it's a two-year deal. Now, there's no real way of proving if that's the actual contract because some of those are still confidential. But if that's a two-year deal, he's there for another year, and he can use his COVID year. Mm-hmm. Which for him, like $3 million in college might still be more than what he's going to make in the G League. Because, like, unfortunately, he's just not a pro. He's, su- he's super skilled. He can shoot it, but he's just he's slow. He's not going to be able to defend a pick and roll in the NBA. But to maybe develop himself a little bit and be like the eighth eighth man on an NBA roster for 10 years, like, like that should be his goal. And I think some of the villain stuff, maybe he'll, I don't want to say grow up because I don't want to be like shitty to like a college kid, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But like he kind of needs it a little bit, and I think Bill Self's probably the best mentor for that. And maybe he can just become a guy that's going to go to the NBA and be a decent role player. Because guess what? If you're the ninth guy on an NBA roster, you're probably making $9 million a year. Which is wild for a guy that's the fourth guy off the bench. You can make upwards of like $10 million a year. That's insane. Yeah, but I think it's a smart move to stay in college for as long as he can because like your popularity is at its highest. You're constantly on a show taking interviews with i forget what his podcast is that he does with marty mush Mm -hmm. but um yeah the two-year deal did raise my eyebrows but i think it's smart move i thought i thought it was just gonna be like a one-year thing that like he plays wherever and then he were that's the end of hunter dickinson but to like kind of already sort of commit to next year like it could it could help as far as like if they don't reach the end goal of a natty this year like well he's still coming back it's enticing to transfers and even recruits yeah 100% i don't think like i don't know like i don't i it's not set in stone and we don't know if that report is like legit but that's just a lot of rumblings i've been like seeing on twitter but yeah Yep, to me, Kansas is the clear-cut number one, and they deserve it. Bartorvik has been number one, and they should be the preseason number one. Um, the other big transfer, Max Azmus, has committed to the University of Texas. It was basically between Texas and Kansas State. Damn it. Which was huge for Texas, knowing they're losing Timmy Allen. Serge Barry Rice is gone. There is, It's not 100% sure Tyrese Hunter is coming back. He is... Still in the, um, he's still in the NBA draft. I do think he'll come back, but I mean, awesome get for Marcus Carr is done too. Marcus Carr is done. Yeah, that's another guy. They were just so deep at guard. It's still wild to me that they end up losing to freaking Xavier, Miami. Oh yeah, it was Miami when they should have been in the Final Four. They were winning the entire game, and the next thing you know, Miami comes back. They came back against Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I've heard a lot of speculation about Max Azmus on from a lot of college basketball guys. Like, can he do it in a big time conference, which is probably the best conference in basketball, the Big Twelve, for one more year? Can he score at that level? Since he's he's a smaller guard, he's listed at six foot, but that dude's not six foot. You just look at him; he's not six foot. No. Um, and to me, I just think that's that's dumb. And when we've seen him take a or Roberts program to the 
Final Four and they or the Final Four, the Sweet Sixteen, and, and we almost had it. And he was a shot away from beating Arkansas and taking them to Elite Eight, which would have been the first 15 seed to ever make it to the Elite Eight at the time. And I mean, he flourished against Ohio State. Sorry, he Fuck flourished me. against Florida. He was a lead against Arkansas. I think the Duke game is leaving a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And the farther we get away from that game, I think there's a alternate universe where that game goes a lot different, in my opinion. I think that Duke played the best possible game they possibly could have, and Oral Roberts literally didn't get off the bus and just no shots were falling from start to finish. That was a giant factor in that game. Like, Connor, watching that game, and I'm pretty sure at one point it was like 18-2, to two. It was something yeah, like it was stupid. Bad. It was bad. I think if that game, and basically from there on out, the game was like 50-50. They just got out to a giant lead. Duke kind of coasted. I think there's an alternate universe where the start for Oral Roberts was very equal and that that game's a lot different story than what it was. I don't know if Oral Roberts is winning, but I still think in my heart if they play that game 10 times, Oral Roberts can steal two or three of those. Yeah, like we talk about the perfect scenario obviously that was worst case scenario for us but i mean in an alternate universe yes you are right but i think he has he's just been so dominant at that level in the summit league that it just makes it so hard for me to believe that he he might not put up the numbers he did at Oral Roberts. I do not... Which I think is asking a lot, too. But could he be a 20-a-night 20, 20 scorer? Yeah, easily. Yeah, or like maybe 17-18, something mm-hmm. like that. Even a little bit of a drop-off. Yeah, it, it's all, it also... He works so well with bigs that like as long as you have a big that can work well with him, I think you're going to be fine. Which, Caden Shedrick also just committed there a couple days before that, the Virginia transfer, which is just perfect for him. I mean, Ronnie Terry's... Who is the big guy that got hurt for them in the tournament? uh, DeSue. Is he still there? Yes. He had... He didn't even enter the NBA draft. He decided to come back. That I mean, that's very helpful because we did see his full capability in the uh, tournament. And I know it like his tournament got cut short but to see what he might be able to do with Max running like that pick and roll, because I I, ju- I just think this is gonna work. Do I? Is it, the problem is the Big Twelve is gonna be so damn loaded, loaded. It, it, and add Houston in there. Oh yeah, and BYU is a lot better than they have been. And Cincinnati, Wes Miller's been killing the portal too. Cincinnati's gonna be legit next year. I'm not maybe like I'm talking about. I think they can make the tournament. Well, legit. also like UCF. I mean, they're making some waves. I don't know how well they're going to contend in the Big Twelve, but I think Texas will obviously be a tournament team, and then we'll actually be able to see what this team is capable of. Like we kind of had this theory that for a lot of these Big Twelve teams, it's like just get out of Big Twelve play, get to the tournament. And we're going to be able to see your full potential. It's just the Big 12 is so fucking good. Yeah, 100%. 
Um, I, to be honest with you, I just wish Oklahoma and Texas were gone this year for football and basketball. Just makes it like, why pull all these new teams here and then have to move everybody for one year? They're gonna have Texas and Oklahoma here. It just. Would make I more think sense. just for the one year, it does make shit a little bit fun. It probably will be when it actually happens, but like looking at it from afar, you're like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. But okay, so for me to put the cap on college basketball, we're it's May, but there's no. It's never too early to really prepare for the college football season. Do your research. It helps. It'll help you for betting week one. It'll help you for betting every single week in college football. It'll help you for the future market. But to cap off college basketball, here I'm going to give out five futures, and these aren't. I'm not giving out any like, hey, I think this team could surprise some people and win it all. These are what my would be my five teams after all the offseason moves that I think should be the prohibitive favorites to win the title. It's Duke. I'd probably put two. Chalk. I'm just going off the Chalk. order here. They're probably two. Kansas should win it all. They're the best team. They have the best roster. Yeah. Michigan State. The entire team here is back. Here we fucking go again. No, I agree. They The whole team is back. UConn, and then this one is a little bit of a stretch, but just Creighton is still 30-1. Uh, to 1. I don't understand why that. Kalkbender's back. Shireman's back. They just got the transfer from Utah State. Um, Ashworth, I think, I do think Trey Alexander is going to be back. And if he's back, the number is going to drop. It's probably going to get down to 20 to 1. We've already grabbed it. I think we got it like 35 to 1. You did. Did you not bet it with me? I don't know if I did. You're, no, we bet it in the, we bet it the same day we bet the Coastal Carolina thing. Did we? I believe so. I have it down. Oh, well. Already. And then, probably my last... One is, um, like, why not? Why would we not take some value at FAU? It's 40 to 1. It's the same team back. They were two games away. That they, If uh, Ladee misses that shot, they're in the national title game. Same team back. So, there it is. I'm thinking next episode because you just told me, like, right before we started, that we have some win totals, a lot more win totals out for college football. Uh, maybe, like, a little early. Maybe not. We're not breaking down because we always do previews for every single conference, but just some things that catch your eye mm-hmm. for next week. Does that sound good? Yeah, I mean that that works for me. Uh, as far as like college football talk, like Portal's been a little bit crazy. Oh yeah, we forgot about that. I forgot about. It. Go, go ahead, take off. Uh, I mean, I've I've been scrambling trying to. Oh, there it is. That's right. I didn't bet it on any of my normal sites. I bet it on. Uh, I bet it on BetMGM because it was plus 3,000 on there. Okay. Yeah, that's why I got it at. So maybe it was 3,000. I don't remember. But I think we saw it on FanDuel. Now I remember. We saw it on FanDuel, and I think that was the same time that the Utah, when the Utah State kid transferred, and I ended up finding the odds better because I think it was 25 on mm-hmm. FanDuel, and it was 30 on BetMGM. But, uh... Very odd, like, transfer, in my opinion, for Michigan State. Uh, Peyton Thorne ends up hitting the portal. Their starting quarterback. and Two-year starter, right? Yeah, two-year starter. And then you also had uh, Keon Coleman, probably your best remaining wide receiver, end up hitting the portal. Peyton Thorne has already announced where he's going. He is going to Auburn, and... 
I'll get to Auburn here in a little bit, but Keon Coleman, he's been taking some visits. I saw some pictures up from his Florida State visit of him in that jersey, and dude, just as much hype as you and I have put on Florida State for them to add a wide receiver with at the the caliber of Keon Coleman after you've had a couple people hit the portal like Micah Pittman and God, who was the other one? I can't remember, but you've had some of your wideouts hit the portal, but you still have Johnny Wilson and to add more, like more catches in Keon Coleman, I think would be big, but I want to hit on Peyton Thorne. Auburn's been hitting the portal very well since freeze has taken over they he didn't really do much in the uh winter one but the spring one he also got uh i i have i can't fully remember all of the recruits that he's gone but one of note for me was caleb burton from ohio state ended up hitting the portal and immediately committed to auburn He's just stockpiling talent there. I think that Auburn can see quick flip. Uh, can, I, can I interrupt you real quick? Um, it still makes me laugh that. Like, I know Peyton Thorne's not Justin Fields. He's not Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. But to see, like, two starters on offense and, like, two pretty decent college football players leave, it just still makes me laugh that Mel Tucker makes as much money as he does. Yeah, one of my off-season questions was going to be whose contract is worse, Mel Tucker's or Jimbo Fisher's? Yeah, it's – he – I can't remember the number, but it's stupid. Yeah, I – I just wonder if there was so – like, such a quick jump – because honestly, we saw the production in the NFL. How much of Mel Tucker's success does he own to fucking Kenneth Walker? Mm-hmm. I mean, just one season of Kenneth Walker got Mel Tucker paid. We saw that Kenneth Walker with the Seahawks could have won Rookie of the Year. I mean, to have two for sure starters and one being a quarterback end up hitting the portal like that, it does not look good, man. But... The other influx of this hasn't even just been of a team, but just a position in general. Offensive linemen hit the portal like crazy in this session. I know uh, Ohio State ended up getting a transfer from a tackle from San Diego State. We had the Oklahoma State tackle hit the portal. Offensive linemen have, have been hitting the portal and making jumps up. Good offensive linemen in college football, it seems like, are a diamond dozen. Which is weird, dude. Like, I don't know what really attributes the the influx of, like, O-linemen entering the portal. It, it, it's just, it could just be a one-off, too. I mean, it's just, like, you could, like, from a lot of people for college football have been talking about, it's like misses in the, the COVID year for recruiting standards fucked a lot of people. Because you either didn't have tape, you had limited tape, or you were just like are going off of old tape and trying to project what this player could be. It, it just made things a lot harder. Once we finally see the effects of the COVID year wind down, I don't know how well or how much it will happen, but I think that it could be a continued process because, like I said... Finding starting caliber offensive linemen 
it it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, another piece, uh, another transfer I wanted to talk about that obviously has some significance. Tyler Buckner, which I, oh, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't hit it sooner after Hartman committed. I mean, Drew Pine did it very quick, but Buckner ends up committing to Alabama. And now it adds to a quarterback room that I had no fucking idea. People were hyping up Milrow, and then I, I haven't watched their spring game yet, but apparently he didn't impress. I know people hype up Ty Simpson. I have no idea who, like, obviously it's May 9th right now. We're still months away from football starting, but. I have no idea where Alabama's going to go at quarterback. Could be like old school Saban, like, hey, let's ride with the veteran, rely on our defenses, rely on the run game. To me, again, I always get a little weary when a – You start to doubt Nick Saban? No, I'm not going to do that. It's the when like a starter caliber quarterback leaves a school and commits to another school and then everybody's like, there's a quarterback battle. To me, it's like, man, if he's going to that school, I think he's starting. Like, that's what I always, that's my first, like, it's my gut instinct. Every and time. honestly, it was so quick that he committed to Alabama after hitting the portal. But, I mean, I, I, don't I like think your Buckner idea. Huh? <laughs> I don't think Tyler Buckner's very good. No, I don't, like, I, I, obviously, I don't know much about Ty Simpson, but, like, from what I saw from Milrow, yeah, the running ability is great. Passing ability needs some work. And from Buckner, like, yeah, he had some good games at Notre Dame, but man, the like, the one game that I remember the most was that Ohio State game, and it just seemed like some of those balls he was just throwing up, and like they were answered prayers. But that's where a lot of his yardage came from. Yeah, remember the Matthew Meyer play? Like he, Michael Mayer, or Michael Mayer, he threw. The threw ball, it up and it was in the wrong shoulder, like in stride. He had to turn his body. It ended up being like a fifty-yard play, but because he threw it behind him so far, and a Meyer had to adjust, the defense was reacting to where it was supposed to be thrown, and he ended up getting like a fifty-yard play because it like, it's wasn't hard, a good throw. It's hard to forget like how bad Notre Dame was when he was a starter. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a Buckner guy, but I mean, there's a reason. If Nick Saban's taking him, maybe you see something we don't. Yeah. So it's got a reason. Yeah, but as far as like portal news, that's the biggest thing. We did have, and I'm kind of dropping this on you like unexpectedly, we did have announcements on the dates for the uh, college football playoff when we do go to 12 teams. Would you like for me to go through the schedule? For you? you can do that. We'll do that. Um, I still want to do the Wheel of Death. This is my new name for the game. Oh, uh, and then there is um, college basketball news that just kind of dropped that's actually giant. Well, why don't you hit on it? Um, Babaco has narrowed his teams to two. Mm-hmm. It is not St. John's is one of them, Damn. which kind of hurts me. It is Indiana. Oh, God. And Kansas. Oh, God. And I'm telling you right now, it's the second Indiana. he commits to Kansas, fire the future in. Like that – because the – the market, if you see the market start to drop, there's pro- Vegas probably knows he's going there. 
Mm-hmm. But Mabako, if you remember, was the Duke signee. And then when Filipowski came back, he decided to uh, reopen his commitment. And he is officially down to two teams. Indiana, I, he's going to Kansas. I don't know why he would go to Indiana. But go ahead. All right, so we did have the announcement. Uh, I'm just reading the tweet that uh, Nicole Auerbach put out. Uh, For the 2024 season, the playoff is kind of as follows. The first round will be on campus. The dates are set that Friday, December 20th, we will have one game. On Saturday, December 21st, we will have three games, one being early afternoon, one being late afternoon, and one being in the evening. Um, the se- the quarterfinals, Tuesday, December 31st. I know it's weird to say that we're going to have college football on uh, Tuesday, but it is New Year's Eve. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl will be having that game in the evening. Wednesday, January 1st, we'll have the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in the early afternoon. Rose Bowl game late afternoon and the Sugar Bowl in the evening. For the semis, we will have uh, Thursday, January 9th being the Orange Bowl in the evening and Friday, January 10th, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl will be, be in the evening. And unfortunately, I still don't know why this keeps happening. The College Football National Championship will be on Monday, January 20th in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I still don't understand why we need to have the national championship on a fucking Monday. Well, I mean, obviously that people, they think people are going to be busy on Saturday. I think people are watching the game regardless. Uh, Now, just as a note that Nicole put for this, uh, those three college football playoff first round Saturday games will have to go up against the NFL. So we will have college football games, college football playoff games, and... NFL going on at the same time, which for me, I love. Give me all the fucking football at the same time. Granted, I'm going to be split screening. Yeah, I was about to say, just get two TVs. I'm going to have like five TVs going. When I say um, when I say losers get two TVs, it might actually just be us. So, this part, and this is where I'm probably going to end up using the end of my vacation is taking off all this time. The semifinals... The Thursday, Friday games avoid the NFL's wild card weekend. So, you will have college football playoff games on Thursday and Friday, and you will have super wild card weekend that weekend. And And Monday. I'm pretty sure Monday, I'm pretty sure they play games on Saturday and Sunday. They do. Dude, that's awesome. I'm taking that, like, I know, like, we're going to have all for the 31st. In the first, and then it leads into the wild card weekend. I'm taking all that time off. The wild card weekend doesn't start till like the way later than that. Like oh, the I'm lat- an idiot. Yeah, okay. it's in January. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Okay, okay. I'm about to say I was like I, I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, quarterfinals. I'm an okay. idiot, but still, even with the quarterfinals, like. It's I mean it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so much fun. You're gonna have other bowl games going on at the same time, and then for the semifinals, I am taking all that time off. Yeah, and we'll get it off too. It's the beginning of the year, so. Well, no, it's January 9th. Yeah, beginning of the year. Well, yeah, but we'll have well, I, we're gonna fire. I'm gonna fire in my vacation time for that, 
and fire in my vacation time for that for March Madness. But I mean, we don't have locked in what the twelve team playoff is going to be like, but just to have the dates. It's something very, to talk about. It's very, very exciting, very, very enticing. And honestly, with like the matchup with the NFL and everything like that, it's just going to make football like extravaganzas. We're going to have parlays out the ass, co- college football, NFL parlays going together. Mix and match, too. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I cannot, like, I know there's so many pessimists out there. About the twelve team playoff, dude. I, I screw it, dude. Just more college football. How can you complain about that? I understand it is all about money, but we you still are gonna watch the product. You're gonna bitch and complain about the first rounds being at the home fields, and you're still gonna watch it. Yeah, one hundred percent. You're gonna be live. You're gonna still be live tweeting it, dude. Twenty five years ago, we were having sports writers predict or give us our national champion like be thankful for what we have and then like years ago we had computers deciding shit on two teams exactly like just be thankful this should give us i think the 12 team playoff will give us like a legit national champion Mm -hmm. even the four there's only been a couple times though in the four team playoff where i feel like a team might have got screwed oh screwed yes but like now there's no doubting the, mm-hmm. the 12 team playoff so and you get some more like oh we'll still find a way to doubt it they're oh, yeah. still they're like oh that 13 seed they could have done it oh yeah 100 percent um yeah i can't wait that's gonna be awesome dude especially that five day stretch there if you're big losers like us and just don't leave your couch when football and basketball season are on mm-hmm. um oh dude there's gonna be college basketball going on at the same time too Oh yeah, I probably won't watch any of the games. I gotta You're watch gonna... New Mexico State play Cal Baptist. <laughs> no, you need to watch. No, that's what that's what the awesome. I will tell you guys, if you can get a hold of if I've, everybody knows what Roku is, get the Apple TV version because you can do split screen, four screen, quad screen on ESPN. Or if you're saver. like me and have an Xbox, yes, you have it. That's the other one. Yes, hundred percent. Um, before we go. I've invented the dumbest game of all time. Oh, here we fucking go. I have a wheel on my phone of all, I don't remember the number. It's like 130 some odd Division One college football teams. Okay. So we didn't want to do, we didn't want to do all like 360 college basketball teams. That's too much. I spin the wheel. It's going to land on a college. And we have to name a alumni of that school. Mm-hmm. We each get one current player if we need it but only one and the last person who can't think of one loses and to be honest with you me and connor have been playing this game two game two days straight i don't know if he's wanted to but i've been making him so connor in this one you're gonna go first okay okay it's spinning it's spinning it's spinning and we've done that one like literally this morning so this wheel loves wisconsin i will tell you that and it loves iowa and we're not doing Ohio State. All right, this yeah. is a good. This is a really good one. USC. Oh God! All right. Uh, and also, I'll preface: Connor tries to steal all the basketball players, so I've run out of people to talk about. It's bullshit. 
strategy. Evan Mobley. God damn it. I knew he was going to do something like that. <laughs> He's Isaiah, a cab player. Isaiah Mobley. God damn, that was easy. Man. Yeah. Uh, Matt Leiner. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Reggie Bush. John David Booty. <laughs> he said Booty. Yeah, I did. Uh, Mark Sanchez. Um, Matt Barkley. Um, preface. Didn't explain the rules. If you repeat a guy, you lose. If you say somebody... No, you get five... Remember, we said five seconds. Oh, to re... Yeah, to regain. Um, and if you say somebody, obviously, that didn't go to that school, you mm-hmm. lose. Yeah. Lendale White. Who? Lendale. He was the running back with Reggie Bush. Yeah, see, some of these things, I, I, I believe you. We have, honestly, a lot of honor in this game. We have way more honor than this game and then in golf, <laughs> to be 100%. I'll throw my ball in the fairway. This game, I will not lie to you. <laughs> I will tell you that. Um, I wanted to why I always think of football guys, and it's like never the guy. Like, I wanted to say Mario Williams. No. That's an NC State guy. <laughs> um, Carson Palmer. Damn you. I had him in the chamber. Robert Woods. God, I know. Connor murders me at this game, too, because he knows so many goddamn football players, and I don't know as many. Um, now he went to Washington. Um, this is embarrassing. It's USC. I should, I should be able to get a lot more of these. And I'm not thinking about any basketball mm-hmm. ones. Um, Drew Peterson, he's gone. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, yeah. you already... Damn it. I already... Did you name somebody? Oh, you said he was already gone. Never mind. Yeah, he'd like he's. This was his last okay. year. Well, now you're up. So again. he is gone. Um. Oh shit! I'm starting to run out. Oh, there we go. I know the guy's name, but he plays for the Hawks. He's the center. His name starts with an O. But I can't pronounce it at all. You know what I'm talking about? No. I really? I don't. He was the. Big guy right before Mobile, he plays for the Hawks right now. He was I top can't, 10. I can't even tell you anybody besides Trey Young on the Hawks. Really? They got a lot of notable guys. Um, USC basketball players come top of my head. There's not a lot. For podcast purposes, I think I'm going to fold. Give me one more. Joe McKnight. That's a good one. Um, that's another part of the rule. You have to name one after the guy is done. I will tell you right now, I win like two out of 10 of these every time Connor murders me. Oh, I should have used my, I I have my current guy. You're too late. I know. You're too late. Fresno State. Jake Hainer. You're an asshole. (laughs) Uh, Paul George. Derek Carr. David Carr. Damn. Devontae Adams. And I'm screwed because that was, my, <laughs> that was my last one. Damn, I'm um, screwed too. I'm going to make sure his uh, this is the right name, but he played there last year. It's something Orlando. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Orlando Williams, and it's Orlando Robinson. So Connor's gonna take round two. Oh, you gotta get one more guy though. Just talk. I know, and I'm really trying to think. Fuck. Oh, I know there's somebody out there that's screaming. You know I'm gonna fact check it through, so. Oh god, I can't. I can't even think of anybody, honestly. So we're gonna go. It's the best two out of three. So we got one more, and it has landed on Oregon, which is a good one. These are some good ones for the podcast. Um, I'll start because you're the last one, and I will go Peyton Pritchard, Jeremiah Masoli. God damn, that's the legit who I was gonna name. <laughs> Mark, uh, Marks Mariota. Dennis Dixon. Joey Harrington. 
Spencer Webb, R.I.P. I don't know who that is. The tight end who just passed away. Oh, it was R.I.P. Um, Oregon guys, I should know this. Oh, um, Kyle Long. You, I, you just told me that today. Oh goddamn! It's the only reason I know. Bowl, bowl. That's a good one. Um, is it Kavion Thibodeau? Is it Kavion? Yeah, damn it. Okay. Um, uh, DeAnthony Thomas. Penny Sewell. Fuck. Noah Sewell. Yeah, I was trying to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> that was my like pick uh, piggyback because I needed his brother's name. And I'm so bad with um, football players. Um, I'm trying to think of – oh, did you name Dennis Dixon? Yes, I did. God damn it. And to be honest with you, I don't know anybody – oh, Aaron Brooks. Oh, shit. He's a really good basketball player back in the day. Um, Oh, my God. Why can't I not think of his name? He doesn't know he's flustered. Well, okay, Eric Armstead. That was the one I had in the chain. He's always got – you have them lined up like left and right. Um, you can't look it up. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> ah, shit. Well, I don't think it matters because I. I mean, I guess you need a oh, counter. Oh, I got it. Um, God, I. I know the guys. I can see his face. I can't name who it is though. Oh, he's my current because I'm out. Bonex. I don't know if you named him Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. God damn it, I didn't name Dylan Brooks. Um, probably the most hated NBA player of all time. At least the last five years. He was the new Draymond Green of the NBA. To be honest with you, the NBA or the Oregon hasn't really produced a ton of NBA guys as of late. Trying to think of the uh, Peyton Pritchard team that has guys on there. Um, caveat too: you can't use guys that are still in college. You have to be past the time limit if they transfer. I am not past. You the are time. Stall- You are terrible. Oh, I'm really good at stalling. It's why I'm the host. Um, yeah, I'm gonna fold. I don't know. Well, I already got Dylan Brooks, so fuck you. I win. You don't have another one? Oh God, I'm trying to pull. I'm trying to pull. I mean, you won. Like, oh, uh, Deion Jordan. I, I, oh, uh, he was the third-round pick to the Dolphins. I'll believe you. I, I know you have honor. And we're going to do one more just for fun. And it oh actually landed on BYU, which is kind of nice. Like, we at least have something. Jaron Hall. Zach Wilson. Jimmer for debt. God damn, you're such a dick. Dax Mills. Oh, we fucking did. We did, did, we did. Yeah, because I remember yeah, I said. Yeah, Puka Nakua. Yep, I'm out. <laughs> Connor wins. Next week, do you want to do the win totals? Just, we're not going to. Let me add another one, Blake Freem- Freeland. Okay, he wins. <laughs> um, not do. Let me add another one. <laughs> just fucking with you. I'm just fucking. Who is the guy that had premarital sex and got kicked off the team? I can't ever remember his name. I can't either. He was like Jimmer's like second best guy. Yeah. Right yeah, before the that tournament. Was the, I remember that. I was like. What? He was like the soak, the original it's the soaking code of god. Conduct. Yeah, it was. It was Even dumb. though Jaron Hall, before he took a snap for BYU, had a child. Did he really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Is he like a member of the Latter Day Saints? I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, no, good for him. Uh, future Minnesota Vikings starting quarterback. I I hope. 
Yeah, I think he, I think he'd be a good pro. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do one totals next week? Yeah, we'll do. Not one. like you know analyzing it, just, but just like touch stuff it. that we saw. Yeah, sounds good. All right, uh, we're out here. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.